Yo, what up? The DMV is what is celebrated as a hot day. Uh oh, here we go. That's it, baby. That is it. I'm letting it fly. Most swag on them. Step to the mic. Step into the mic today is the usual crew Monica McNutt, Ted Jeffries, Andre Jones, Dino Campbell. I'm Chris Miles. And first and foremost, before we talk about the Basketball County KD's recent documentary, uh, we got to pay respect to one of the greatest football players ever to, to lace him up at the DMV, Dexter Manley. It was uh, announced late last week that he actually is suffering from COVID-19, and we don't know exactly how healthy he is right now. Uh, so we want to send out you know, special wishes to his family and hope that he turns out okay. Dino, you're our football expert on this podcast. Uh, explain to the people just how great of a player the two-time Super Bowl champion pro bowler Dexter Manley was and the type of person he is. First, I want to send out some pr my prayers to him and his family as he moves forward and fights uh, COVID-19. Dexter Manley uh, uh, teamed up with Charles Mann uh, in, the North, in the NFC East. And when those two guys teamed up, they terrorized the league for a number of years. Dexter, Dexter was extremely athletic. He was a little bit ahead of his time, uh, kind of in the mold of a, of a Lawrence Taylor, but more with his hand in the dirt. Extremely athletic, extremely emotional football player. He was one of those guys that kind of pulled the team by the coattails. Anytime that they were in a situation where they were down a little bit emotionally, Dexter would be the guy to bring them uh, to, the for to the forefront. Him and Charles Mann, Charles Mann a little bit different in, in reference to being a technical uh, 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 downhill, uh, downhill player, more of a run fit guy. Dexter was more of a freewheeling, free spirit, one of those guys that just bought all the uh, energy that the football team needed. Um, when those two paired up, like I said, they terrorized the NMC East for a number of years. And, and again, I'd like to send out prayers to him and his family as he fights through uh, the virus right now. Now you said, you know, emotional, and that's how you were feeling when you, you heard the news. I was going through my emotions when I was watching some of that basketball county. I have to, I have to be honest, people, as a New York City guy, uh, 15 minutes into it, they're like, oh, you know, when, when New Yorkers came south, they were going to, you know, get their butt with I was like, hold on. No, I had to stop it for a second, walk out of the room, call some of my boys. Like, can you believe this? They were like, I ain't watch it yet. So before I get into my feelings and my emotions and how I, I felt about it, uh, Ted, Monica, you two played in the DMV. So I think, you know, your, your thought process on basketball in this area needs to be on the forefront on this. So, TJ, let's start with you on this one. Uh, what were you thinking as you watched it? You know, that comment, uh, it kind of stuck with me uh, as well, Chris. And I said, ooh, there's going to be some New Yorkers uh, that are going to be a little hot under the collar about that comment. But, you know, I had, you know, revisionist history came in. And I said, all right, let me think about my experiences when we played New York teams. Uh, the biggest rivalry I thought about was against Kenny Anderson when he was at Archbishop Malloy, DeMatha, you know, two times that we played them my junior and senior year, both, both down here in the DMV. And DeMatha beat uh, Kenny Anderson's team both times. So, you know, I had to say one of the greatest players to come out of the state of New York, you know, and came down to D.C. Uh, trying to get a win. And, and like the, the brother said in the documentary, they left home with L's. Now, I, admittedly, the second game <laughs> my senior year, they probably should have won that game. Uh, there was a controversial call late in the game. It went our way. We, cl we closed out the game, but I can't, I can't front. Uh, Kenny Anderson had uh, had picked the pocket 
of my uh, my teammate Rod Bolanis, who played at Georgia Tech, as a matter of fact. Uh, but we ended up getting the controversial call to go our way. We got the dub. So even AAU games, you know. Now, we went up there. We took a couple of L's. But when they came down here, absolutely. That's my experiences. Let's toss it to Monica McNutt and see oh, what her experience is. I think the term you're looking for is cheated. I think ah! you missed that controversial <laughs> call. I think you meant cheated. You know, yeah, it, it, Chris, you know, we can never blame the black and white shirts for the outcome of a game. I've always gone by, you know, the ideologies that never put yourself in a position to allow somebody else to dictate the outcome of your of your game. So we did what we needed to do. We were fortuitous, and uh, we came up with two wins against Kenny Anderson. So I might have the unpopular opinion on this one, um, but I was a little bit disappointed by the doc, guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh- Unpopular. Here we go. You go first. I got some words. I got some words. You go first. Um, And I think I'm in a unique position having shared the court with those guys. I mean, the Suburban Coalition and Oxen Hill, the WCAC, same Metro ride um, that Katie was taking before he moved up um, closer to Montrose. And also a journalist by trade. I felt like the story was scattered and gave me nothing to focus on. Wow. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Outside of Butch McAdams dropping some knowledge in terms of how we got to PG County and the history of basketball at the 12th Street Y, and again, this may just be my opinion, I didn't learn anything. And I didn't have anybody to really root for besides the fact that this was supposed to be a portrayal of the athletes from my hometown. Um, now, granted, it was only 60 minutes. There's a thought in my mind that maybe if there was a little bit more room or time to tell the story, it could have been better done. But it felt very much <laughs> like KD and his cronies. Like, granted, Mike was terrific coming out of this area. Nolan has a championship with Duke. Quinn is a collegiate and NBA champ. But Bobby Mays, for real, like, we got one line from Vic Oladipo, like, one line from Markel. Like, I just, uh, from a storytelling point of view, I was disappointed. Well, since you set it off, okay, there's a few things as an outsider that I was confused with because, okay, I've lived here, what, six, seven years now. I grew up in New York in the 90s when you're talking about some of the greatest basketball players of all time in and around, okay? That's what it is. And I watched this, and I'm like, this is not capturing how great basketball is right now here because what New York was – the DMB certainly right now is on that level, if not past that. And I'm like, okay, they're not really giving us that. And then the history of it, I should have learned a lot. And I felt like, well, they're not mentioning this and they're not mentioning that. And I'm an outsider. And then I happened to talk to David Aldridge last Friday. And maybe, you know, I'm, I'm putting his information out there a little bit, but he's all over the Jordan documentary. Okay. This is a DeMatha grad, a guy that's in the basketball hall of fame for his knowledge and broadcasting, a DeMatha kid. He's not in the documentary. He has to be, he has to be the first voice you hear. And the last voice you hear, if you're going to tell the history of this area with basketball, that's just my not so humble opinion on that. Well, dealing with a history standpoint as a DeMatha guy and wearing the shirt today, there was 12 DeMatha guys in that documentary. There was 12 people from... And so this is my thing, Dre. I almost felt like, tell the story of DeMatha plus Mike, like if that's what y'all want to do. Because okay. he, 
and I get it. There was like my dad, who you know, y'all know Kevin McNutt, longtime referee, followed Drew Hoop and TJ, all that good stuff. Um, he was kind of like, well, wait a minute, are we doing PG County or are we doing the area? Because how can they take credit for James Brown and Adrian Danley? And those are DC guys. So my dad and I were going back and forth about whether we were parsing hairs in terms of the math of being located in PG County. But I think I just I just was disappointed in the storytelling overall. I think I the DMV is what is celebrated as a hotbed. And right. so to nuance it as just PG County, it just felt like KD and his boys. Like, okay, great. Monica, Monica to add to that point, you know, no offense to Steve France, you know, Stevie Franchise, but he grew up in Tacoma Park, Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. So he got a lot of shine, but that wasn't DMV. You know, two to the, uh, you know, I want to give them some credit because they did take a stab at it. I wish they would have renamed it, you know, four boys from PG County, you know, something to that degree. <laughs> but I also wish they would have made this a documentary series, right? Right. Yeah. Because right. there's right. so much more of Prince right. George's County that, you know, so not really, I mean, you saw Walt Williams, who's from my era, but there's so many more talented players that have come out uh, of this Prince George's County area from the 70s, 80s, you know, and you get into the 90s, that, that crew that we kind of saw was the majority of 2000s, you know, and you only saw a, a, a snippet of that. So it was, a, it was a decent start, but there's so much more breadth of, to speak to in the water, the title that they have right now, and, and that what Prince George's County basketball represents, Henry Hall, Kurt Smith, Adrian Branch, you know, so many more guys. Now, don't get me wrong. As a Damatha guy, no air quotes, because I am a Damatha guy. Damatha guy. There it is. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> we came out, Damatha came out shiny. It was a great historical kind of reference and homage to, uh, to Coach Wooten right. and Coach Jones, who's currently there. Spoke to some of our great players that have gone in high draft picks right now. But, you know, speaking to, you know, they were the Crossland High Schools, um, back when Walt Williams, you know, Oxen Hill, Parkdale, you know, Potomac. Northwestern, you know, they Blake. did a great job on touching base about Lenny and speaking to the gravity of what that did in the D.C. area. But again, if it's a series, there's, that could have been one segment in and of itself. Right. And it needed so much more. Again, it was a good touch, but it needed so much more to really speak to the weight of how many great players have come out of the DMV, I mean, excuse me, DMV or Prince George's County area and have gone on to great, uh, great things in college and or the pros. You know what it yeah. is? So you, you were saying a lot there, Ted, that here's, here, here's what I caught, caught from what you just said and how I felt in watching it. Being here and understanding the history of DeMatha, and I'm like, did they just give DeMatha four and a half minutes in this? Because trying to tell the history, if you're from here, you already know all the answers to this. But not being from here, if I go back to New York and someone doesn't really know DeMatha, they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool that they beat Kareem back in the day. That's what you get from the documentary. You have to understand that it really didn't capture the history and how many great players and exactly what they were when they, they, they were at DeMatha and, and some of the other schools here. And, man, to put it in, in a nutshell, it felt like they tried to put an album into a single. Right. It was like a three minute single and they put all, so they put like, oh, let's put 15 seconds of this song in here. And there's a different beat. You're like, ah, <laughs> it, it came out just the opposite of a symphony. That's what it ended up being. Well, let's give them a little credit though. At least they put go-go music in there. So let's, let's give credit for that. Nope, 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 nope. If you're going to talk right. DC, 
You got to talk go-go. It didn't -go. belong. It, did, it added nothing. It was, it, 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 hey, I tapped my feet and shook my head for about at least three or four minutes. TJ can remember Celebrity Hall and <laughs> Crystal Skates. I'm not going to go down that route with y'all. But, but at least... There's a better way to weave that in, Dre. Like, if we're going with Go-Go, bring me some Go-Go as an underlay as we start the intro. Give me a list of guys that have gone pro. You mentioned this 23, but we never see all of them. Like, just weave it in better. I'm not saying that's not part of our fabric, but I just... And I, and I hate to do this because we have these conversations about black folks not supporting their own. Jimmy is talented. He's killing it. I don't know right. the other dude that worked with him. Shout out to Katie for telling the story of his home. But at the same time, if we want to do it, let's do it. And I'm about to, that was like a throwaway. Let me ask you a question. And again, if you're going to talk about the whole in the water PG County, Marissa Coleman is very talented. But there are other members of the WNBA community, the girls' high school basketball community, college, that weren't even highlighted, and I needed a little bit more of that, too. I agree, and actually, when, I think before the project was a joint project, and I don't know if, this, if there's any truth to this or not, but I remember a first trailer that Jimmy put out way back when, um, and I actually commented on Instagram, like, don't forget about the ladies. Marissa felt very much like, oh, shoot, it's 2020, we got we to grab a girl. Like, Rebecca Brunson was in, 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 in it at the end, but it didn't speak to what she did at Oxen Hill and the fact that she's a WNBA champ. Like, you got Lindsay Allen, who I don't think Lindsay is a champ, but she's one of the most recent out of um, St. John's. Like, you're right. There's a whole bunch more that could be done as far as the diversity piece of it, but I'm not even tripping about that. If you're going to tell a story and focus on the dudes, then cool, but just make it a good story. Like, that just, to me, is just was just disjointed. I like the way they had different topics. You know, I, I, you know again, I, I feel like they... They touched on it, and, and Chris, you had a great analogy about truncating this, you know, album down into a single. You know, had they taken each section on its own and made it a series out of it, they could have told so much more of the story. Monica, you made a great point about Coach uh, McAdams when he was at, you know, he gave a historical kind of, uh, you know, trip down memory lane to kind of, you know, tell you the origin on how it moved from D.C. out to the Prince George's County area. And, you know, the, they gave a great shout out to these, I mean, to the Prince George's County Park and Recreation System, how we're one of the leading park and recreation systems in the country. Again, all of these on their own merit are good for a, a series, a documentary. They could have taken one piece, did that one day, come, you know, just like the Jordan series, 10, 10 part series. And then they can really cover more of the breadth and weight of how great Prince George's County and the talent is and that has come from here on the men and women's side. And I agree, they needed to have more women uh, highlighted in that, in that documentary as well. But, I, but Monica, you know, to your point, I don't want to knock them down. You know, right. they made right. a great effort. We got to support, you know, our black directors. We got to black, uh, support that, that group of young men. Um, but yes, we, we are able to critique them and say it could have been done better. There should have been more. I definitely support it. I pulled up Showtime on my Amazon Prime and paid for a whole month just for them. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Now, let me ask you guys this. Is this leading to a, a sequel? Does this lead to a DC basketball documentary on the great Dunbar, Spengar, McKinley tech teams? Or does it just end here and then we just move on to something else? Well, here we go. I mean, I can go back. I can go back to my era, and I'm talking back in '77 to '81, and just talk about the high school basketball in PG County back then. The great players. I mean, I go to school, and I'm a freshman at the Matha High School, and, and Adrian Branch is on my freshman basketball team. 
along with Bob Ferry. Everybody knows Danny Ferry, but his younger, his older brother was a hell of a basketball player, Bob Ferry. That's not to mention when I walked through the doors, there was Derek Wittenberg and, and Sidney Lowe. Well, Derek obviously being from the Glen Arden area. And then two years, you retransition to six years later, and, and you got three DMV guys. You got Sidney Lowe, you got Derek Wittenberg, you got Thurl Bailey from Bladensburg High School playing for a national championship at NC State. And they, they win a national championship in 1983. And two of those kids are from PG County. So you got Derek and Thurl on that NC State team in 1983 winning a national title. We don't hear anything about that. So I, I kind of agree with Monica in that this seemed more like a, a part one than a full full deal type situation for me i would love for them to expand on it because i don't even talk about it. these are names people don't even don't even know there's a guy named garcia hopkins that played at, at duval high school in 1976. he was an all met basketball player ended up playing at morgan state then had a little run with the, with the bullets i could name guys going way back and we haven't touched upon any of those guys if we're just talking about true blue pg county basketball so yes i think it needs to be expanded i think there needs to be more added to it as they kind of move forward maybe somebody can pick up the baton and do that just based on listening to the directors and this doesn't sound like and i watched an interview with them earlier today doesn't sound like there's a part two or a sequel to this but maybe someone can pick up that pick up that uh baton and carry it further because we, we didn't even get a droplet in the water for the amount of basketball history that's here in pg county they should have, it sh watching it, it should have been called Becoming KD because all of the things about it, it seemed to still center around his mindset and what helped him develop. You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, these are his, like you said, Monica, okay, these are his boys. Well, this is the history. These parks are the reason why that all these guys from this era and KD, he's the best of this era. So I think if it was renamed that, I don't think any of us would have a problem with it. But when you go into it saying basketball county, and PG County, and again, me being someone that's only really experienced this for like six years, I'm like, man, if I grew up here, it's like if you did a, a history of Harlem basketball and it was about Cameron and Mace, you'd be like, wait, you, you left out Sham God? Well, well, Kenny Smith, you know, his uncle had the cleaners up the street that they had in the movie paid in full. You didn't put that in. There would be so many things that you're like, oh, it's missing, right? And I felt like that's what happened with this is that, there were just too many pieces missing for the title. When you listen to that storyline, Chris, it was one segment, and then they were talking about the advent of uh, AAU basketball and how it allowed some of those young men like Mike Beasley to, who had never been outside of, you know, uh, Bell Haven or let alone Prince George's County to go out and, and, and get great exposure. But it seemed as if they were saying that the PG Jaguars was like the first AAU team that existed here in Prince George's County. I know they didn't say that, but the way it kind of translated, I mean, before that, there was the Potomac Valley AAU team that had players like Monty Williams, Mike Tate, uh, Dickie Simpkins, you know, myself, other players, Kurt Smith. Um, you know, there was Executive Three uh, that, that had a lot of the Maryland, D.C. guys that, you know, they used to practice at Dunbar, and we used to scrimmage against each other. Some of us played on the same high school team but went in different directions playing for different AAU squads. These are historically, uh, you know, magnificent AAU programs that had existed long before the PG Jaguars. Not taking anything away from that, but, again, this speaks to there was so much more that could have been covered. You know, Roddy Gore, who, who was the coach of the Potomac Valley team, played with the Chicago Bulls, coach that, you know, we used to practice at 
Potomac High School, you know, during the summers, and that was our AAU program. Uh, you know, the history of having guys like that, tip of the, tip of the cap, they had Lou Wilson in there, who's done a great job of coaching teams in, uh, in the AAU program and here at different schools around Prince George's County. But, again, so much more could have been added to this uh, documentary. I think we've all come to the consensus that, hey, good tribe. Uh, you don't get an A for effort. You got to earn those grades. And I think, man, if I'm giving it a grade, maybe a C minus because I got a lot of KD information in there and footage. I was like, oh, it's cool to see KD hoop at like 10 years old. I mean, all right, let's go around the horn. And before we close this thing, I give it like a C minus. Monica, what grade do you give it? Oh, mm. I'm going to give it. Uh, C plus. Um, I think I definitely applaud the effort, and I think it's the. I put a lot of this on the directors, right? Uh, Jimmy is more in the theatrical space, right? He does plays and all that good stuff. I don't know much about Beckham, but to your point, Chris, like call up David Aldridge, ask. Like you had James Brown in it, ask. Like use the resources that you have around you, and I just think um, similar to the the Last Dance documentary. Creative Control obviously went to KD, so it looked more like a fan film, I guess, as opposed to journalistic development. Here's what you should know how we got here today. Dre, great. Uh, I'll, I'll go B. I'll go B. Um, and here's why. Um, from what I was told, there were some elements that Showtime chopped out that maybe, you know, they condensed it to 50 minutes. So if those elements stay in, maybe we can get a better feel for everything. I'm not really sure. But with that knowledge going in, maybe a B. But anytime you get 12 stags for 50 minutes. Oh, like, I want to hear that. That's not the point. Dino, Dino. <laughs> hey, Dino, I know you're a Damatha guy, too, but I need That's some more B. objectivity. Here. Objectivity, uh, please. Let me throw it at you. I'm, I'm going to give it a C minus. Uh, and, and I agree with you there. And I think I would give it a C if the name was changed, like you mentioned earlier, Chris. I may give it a C if it was called The Beginnings of KD, kind of similar to what you mentioned, because I didn't get out of it what I thought I was going to get out of it. I thought it was going to be a deeper history of PG County basketball and me being the old hat in this group and going all the way back to, you know, the late 60s, early 70s and seeing some of these guys ball. And us not really hearing anything about them. We're talking about eight, you know, or 90s moving into the 2000s and 2000s and beyond. I just think it's so it's so PG County basketball short. So I'd, I'd have to give it a C minus right now. Ted, you're the last up. Yeah, I would say I would give it a C plus. Um, I was I was intrigued by what they did on the history of uh, basketball and how to integrate it. I did I did not know some of the stuff, so that I felt like I walked away. Uh, and, and having learned a little bit more and trying to see myself from an outsider standpoint. Uh, obviously, a shout out for Debatha. We came out shining. Um, oh. You know, there were, some, there were some things about it that they talked about that I thought it was good. I was, um, you know, in support of uh, black people doing and highlighting black, other, other black folks. So, you know, I'm not going to shoot them down for that. Uh, but yes, they, were, they left a lot of meat on the bone and uh, they could have done better, but C plus is my grade. I just uh, hopefully they had all the right chicken parts for you, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, thanks for stepping to the mic with us one more time. Let's go around horn. Monica McNutt, Ted Jeffries, Andre Jones, Dino Campbell. I'm Chris Miles. Catch us next time. <laughs>